This is Melanie Ake, your host for Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 podcast. Everyday Leaders is an inspirational show to help you develop strategies to overcome everyday obstacles in your life. Today on Everyday Leaders, you'll meet Dr. Oliver T. Reed, better known as the Relationship Architect, who shares his powerful story about how his own beliefs have influenced every decision that he has made in his life and how one of those decisions almost took his life. Dr. Reed now passionately pours into others to help them discover and design solid foundations for everlasting relationships. Join me as I celebrate Dr. Oliver T. Reed, who is an everyday leader who is changing the world. Start your personal growth journey today, where you can learn how to be an everyday leader in your life. Go to everydayleaders.com. Register for personal growth and development classes so you can develop your own strategies to be a leader in your life. If you're ready for one-on-one accountability, I will walk beside you as your personal coach to help you gain clarity and perspective to lead your life and career as an everyday leader. If you're ready to develop your spiritual growth, you can gather with us for the Everyday Leaders Leadership Devotionals. We meet every day at 7.30 a.m. And we apply these leadership lessons and values to our everyday lives. Go to everydayleaders.com and become a leader that can change the world. Welcome to Everyday Leaders 50 and 50, the relationship architect, Dr. Oliver Reed. I am so excited you're on Everyday Leaders tonight. I am too. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, we met uh, several months ago, but the last time that I saw you was live at the Everyday Leaders Leadership Summit here in Indianapolis. You came with Chip Baker, and I was so just privileged and honored to meet you live. I can't believe it. Yes, it was such a great time. It was an awesome, awesome event. Oh, we just, uh, you are such a connector. And uh, and I, and I want to take people back because people that are listening to this are like, Dr. Oliver Reed, I've heard his name. I've seen him on different social media platforms. I've seen him with uh, as a an author and a, and a co-author with Chip Baker. And so, you know, my inner circle knows you, but they haven't heard your story. So I am just honored tonight to be able to share this journey um, of yours. And it it really goes back as we're connected, um, you know, people of faith. And and so really Mm -hmm. believing in our journey is is more powerful than just us. And and so I would love for you to just walk us through, you know, your your spiritual journey, your faith, uh, things that have really led you down your path. Yeah, I mean, wow, that's such a great, great, I guess, introduction in, in such a very way I could answer it. Um, I, I think my biggest thing, let's start with my spiritual journey. My spiritual journey 
started um, at a very young age. Um, my mother was deeply rooted in the church. She was a pastor, worship leader. She was a uh, evangelist. She was pretty much all duties as a sign when it came to ministry and church. And she kept me deeply rooted. So I sensed this connection to God and faith at a very young age. I started uh, as a young man, I believe 14 was the first time I ever graced the pulpit to deliver a sermon mm. in chapel. So I had this feeling of, uh, of a higher calling even there, Melanie. It was just kind of like, it was something that I had to do. And I didn't even really know that I was a leader. I was just so in love with God's, it's the only thing I knew. It was like church, then church, and then more church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's mm-hmm. basically my entire life. And that spiritual journey kind of metamorphosed as I got older and uh, started to go to college. Never thought I would go to college. Came from an inner city broken home, uh, broken family, and never thought I could actually go to college. And I was actually dating someone at the time, and her family was middle class, and they said to me, hey, if you're going to date our daughter, you you got to have some plans here. <laughs> and so didn't know it was God's plan at work, and I ended up being going to college, uh, rededicating my, my life, uh, went through some ups and downs, some turbulence. Um, in my freshman year of college, I talk about the spiritual journey because I think that was what grounded me. I was mentally 18 and I had been in church all my life doing all these positive things, but didn't know Melanie, I was suffering with depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was barely moving, barely getting out of bed. And my roommate was like, Hey, what's going on? I was crying all the time. I, I made everything about this relationship that I was in with my high school sweetheart. And I'll never forget 1995, Christmas Day, uh, after a heated argument with my mother, I started to sit on the edge of my bed and start to hear all of the reasons why my life wasn't important. Mm. And I remember grabbing these pills that were close to me. Uh, My mother was a diabetic, and I grabbed these diabetic pills, and I poured them in my mouth, and the next thing you know, I could hear my mom's and my sister's voice calling me saying, I'm hyperventilating, he's hyperventilating. And uh, I was rushed to the emergency room on Christmas Day, 1995. And that was where my life changed. And I realized that my first relationship, the one that spiritual ground is that I have with Christ, that I have with God, uh, was so broken, so damaged, and so forgotten among the successes that I thought were successes mm-hmm. um, that I rededicated my life. So the journey from there leads now to me helping and empowering people emotionally, uh, physically, and spiritually. Mm. That's such a powerful message, you know, for people that say, "Well, I didn't. I've never had that aha moment. I've never had that deep change in mm-hmm. having to pivot." And, and the thing is, you, you don't have to get there, <laughs> right? right? You don't have right. to wait for that to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and that's where a lot of things, and I love kind of your, you know, the relationship architect, but it's about your own journey, your walk in your relationship with God that really yeah. is at the center of everything else, every decision, every relationship, every success, every failure, everything that you do, it's... Uh, you know, it's at the center. And so by doing that, you have just so much confidence to be able to then show up for others and to give and to pour into people like you do. Yes. Yes. Definitely. It is so amazing. Um, 
because I set my plight. You know, like you said, you don't have to wait for that aha moment. But when you have them, it's kind of like, okay, this happened for a reason. I'm not supposed to be here. And I always say to people that I feel like always I'm on borrowed time. Mm-hmm. And which means that this time I didn't earn, this time I didn't deserve. But because of a loving father, loving creator, I was able to live. And so my whole plight is to help other people now live in their relationships, live in their marriages, live in their um, businesses, live as a leader. Mm-hmm. Because I was walking around as a leader, some would say, but I was still damaged inside. So helping people to look within and let people know there's hope, even in a leadership position, yeah. there's hope. Absolutely. Thinking about what we're going through now with, you know, as we're interviewing, it's about 21, 22 weeks into this pandemic, COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And and so mm-hmm. what's important is so many people that are listening to this are looking for solutions of, well, mm-hmm. I am I'm at I'm at the limit. Right. And 22 weeks is over and above what we were asked to do in March. <laughs> we were told yes. it's going to be a few weeks. And maybe if we, you know, if we survive this few weeks, we might be able to get back to normal during the fall. And now this next week, the kids are going back to school. Mm-hmm. The start, stores are starting to open up. But yet, you know, the gauge is we're not really doing it the right way still. We haven't paid attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I've, I've talked to so many people that are like, I'm done. I am stressed mm-hmm. out. I'm Zoomed out. I'm just done doing this this way. And, and so what's your advice for all of those people that are at that point? Yeah, that's one of those things. And I, I'm reminded of, a, of like, I'll share just a brief story. I remember one time that I was actually out with my mom and we got caught in the middle of this downpour rain um and we were about to catch the city transit and i remember being a young kid and i tried to break away from her hand because of the rain to run up under the shelter Mm -hmm. and i was oblivious of danger crossing the street that a car could be coming i just as a natural reaction wanted to get to shelter and i remember her grabbing my hand back yelling me and she said to me very sternly she looked at me in the eye she said son walk or run you're still in the rain and I said, huh? She said, walk or run, you're still in the rain. You're still going to get wet. And what I would say to people in these situations and what we're facing in COVID-19, what we're facing day to day, is that we cannot stop the storm or the rain from falling, but we can't outlive it. So, yes, we are uncomfortable. Yes, we haven't, you know, in, in certain situations, we don't have certainty. School has been disarrayed. Everything uh, has been changed. Social distancing. We have to wear masks, but we can live. Mm-hmm. The main majority of this is to outlive it. And that thing shook me to the core. So I've been telling individuals, wherever they may find their way in this, this COVID map or this COVID situation, it was to outlive it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'll tell someone mm-hmm. in that situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, outliving sometimes just means just getting up and saying, I can deal with this. I can cope with this mm-hmm. today, one day mm-hmm. at a time. And because a lot of people have changed dramatically in their homes yes. uh, and they're doing things that they never thought they could, that was possible to do, you know, uh, yeah. because like me, I was traveling every day mm-hmm. uh, for the last uh, many, many years, just every day on a plane or out with customers. And so I think, you know, bringing that back home uh, has been not so much of a big change for me, but thinking that mm-hmm. you don't have the freedoms, right? You feel like your freedoms have been yes. taken away. 
And so that's where I'm, I'm really hoping, you know, my listeners to just keep reaching out saying, you know, I, I need strategies. <laughs> I need mm-hmm. a, a couple of strategies mm-hmm. just so mm-hmm. that I can get up and make it through today, tomorrow, and not just have this, what you talked about first is the depression, because yes. that's a, that's a clinical diagnosis mm-hmm. that, you mm-hmm. know, it, you may look at somebody on the outside and say, yeah, you've got it together making it you're fine Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's on that Mm -hmm. inside that you have to really be honest with yourself to say am i am am i really is my soul happy or is is there something i can create to go take a walk Mm -hmm. to go Mm -hmm. you know watch an inspirational podcast to do something to watch a virtual summit get inspired Mm -hmm. by something that's going to bring you joy right yes yeah i think that's so key and one of the things that I've been sharing with individuals and even reminding myself is begin to look at things from the inside out rather than the outside in. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we look at how the paradigm shifted, we're doing, you're a speaker, you're, you're a traveler with your work and just doing this. We were used to just going out and speaking. You know, we we're going to be being outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that, that this has shown me is that, hey, we have to look at our relationships from the inside out but also the situations. We need to see the beauty inside. And I've been seeing a lot of beauty inside of with my family, getting to see what they would normally do with the day that I would probably miss. Mm-hmm. Um, just from a standpoint of I created several different products while I was sitting here working mm-hmm. um, that, I, that I probably wouldn't have created had it not been for COVID. And I believe that everything in the earth, if you read the scriptures or look at life, has an ear to it. Yeah, even COVID has the ear to it, and we have to speak to it. It's what we're saying. It's how we view the pandemic. It's what we're doing in it and what we're speaking to it. So I'm like, hey, this is a time to come up with witty inventions. This is a time to bomb with your family. This is a time to, to eat with them, right? Do the simple things again mm-hmm. and find the, beauty, the beautiful things that are, that are inside. And sometimes we're so busy trying to get outside, right, get back to normal. And when I was sharing with people, hey, no more new normal, right? Mm-hmm. Let's create a different place. And I always say that everything should work for you. How do we make this pandemic work for us? I think really digging deep with them, be patient with ourselves, and really getting time for that self-care. Uh, I've talked to a lot of leaders. I'm like, hey, this is time for you to get the counseling you may need. Get the, the break that you may have always wanted to do, but you were working on those, those goals and feeling like they were going to expire. Why not start over? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you can start over. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when you talk about your personal story saying, you know, you just felt like there was no answer and it was mm-hmm. just, it, it, there was just nothing that you could do to solve it. And, and I think a lot of people may be feeling that kind of just, okay, I'm done. I don't have any other options. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've tried this, but it didn't work or I've tried this and it didn't work. And I just don't have the experience or there's so many free resources out there now yes. that uh, that people have created on library systems and and learning tools and universities have, you know, opened up uh, so many things in YouTube. Right, you can learn yes. anything on YouTube. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but it's that YouTube. one. You know, it's that one thing that you do to say, okay, if I can feel a little bit better about it in five minutes, in twenty minutes. Uh, one of my girlfriends does a twenty minute challenge. 
And I mm-hmm. love this because we, on our Bible study every morning, you know, we'll say, okay, do we need to do a 20-minute challenge today? Who needs to do that? And what are you going to do? And how, do you, how are you going to mm-hmm. keep accountable? Uh, because it's right. so important, you know, once you do that, if it's clearing off your desk, if it's cleaning out your car, if it's cleaning out your garage, whatever, that makes you feel like you have a clean slate to start. Mm-hmm. And, and so like mm-hmm. you talked about, having that, that knowledge to say, I am making the decision to start yes. this differently. And, and so mm-hmm. I think that's, that's really such a key when it comes to all relationships, right? Yes, all relationships. I always say this, is there's no thing wasted. No thing, not a thing, not a, however you want to say it. No thing wasted. And I'm realizing that, for example, going back to my personal story, um, I overcame suicide, but then I ended up going to college and going into human services and getting all types of certifications in mental health, right? Mm-hmm. So now I, for a living, and not only just for my passion, but for a living, I help individuals, the most vulnerable populations in our county, um, with, from suicide to being homeless to depression to whatever it may be. There was no thing wasted. Mm-hmm. And I always say that whatever you went through, we bear the scabs, we bear the scars. And something really, really blessed me one day when I started to think about our Savior, right? And see the description of when Thomas came and was doubting. And he said, Thomas, I know you doubt, right? And some of you in COVID are doubting. Will I ever be, be back to normal? Will I ever be able to get these dreams and aspirations out of my heart, right? And Christ told him something that was very, very powerful. He says, I know you doubt, but thrust your fingers in my side. Thrust your fingers in my, my hands. And I always say, God, you're amazing. You could have healed yourself. You could have, man, just reinvented yourself. Why, why did you keep your scars, right? And one of the most fascinating things, he responded back to me in my heart and my spirit. And I heard him say, because you needed a blueprint to follow. Mm-hmm. If I were to remove the scars, you wouldn't have a roadmap to see that I identify with your pain. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I try to help people do now and escaping that and starting over, going back to what you say, when you start over, you help other people start and you help other people cross over. And that's what it's really about. It's so easy to say, and it's so hard to do. <laughs> yes. <know? laughs> until you get, until you understand your why. That's the thing. Yes. Simon Sinek talks about this all the time. And I love him. I saw him live at uh, one of the first John Maxwell live events, and and I was so just honored because Mm -hmm. I'd followed him for so long. And talking about, you know, what really, and and you say, what makes you happy? It's not really that. Mm -hmm. It's not not your career. It's your calling. Mm -hmm. It's your calling to serve others. And you have to figure out what that's about. And like, like what you've talked about here is, you know, going through your experience, now you say, okay, now that's where I fit into the world because that's where I'm supposed to help people struggling with what I was trying mm-hmm. to understand. And so when you learn it, right, and sometimes John Maxwell says, <laughs> right, we keep doing things over and over and over. It's called insanity. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you got to make that decision to kind of step back and say, I don't want to do that again and again and again and get depressed or lonely or sad you can decide, like, where, what are you trying yeah. to experience? What is, what is God telling you to experience through that? And so, uh, and I think we have to listen and reflect and really pay attention uh, because yes. every day 
we're getting messages. And sometimes we're just yes. too doggone stubborn to sit down and listen, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's so true because one of the things that I, I, I actually attain, and you mentioned something very powerful, is that, you know, obviously it's a key theory. Like once you go through the things, it, it is almost like a, it sounds like it's just one, two, three, but it's never that one, two, three. You, you're going through the day-to-day, the muck and mire of getting up, breaking back down, getting up. And I feel like when you master one level, you're still at the basement of the next level. Mm-hmm. So even when you're saying, okay, I, I did good today, you know, I, I, I helped this person, there's always still that one place you need to go. And what I encourage people in that place, and even now, you know, I still do a lot, Melanie, broken. I still, you know, you, you get to that place where you're still broken in certain areas of your life. There's still some days that I feel, I have those feelings of depression and anxiety. But I've, I've said, hey, you have to continue to do it. You have to continue to pour. You have to continue to have that balance of also receiving and giving and put yourself around where you people like yourself, you know, that, that will give and also receive because it's, you may be at the, the the pinnacle of your your last level, but at the basement of your new one. Mm-hmm. It's so true, and you know, I so the book that I um, when I first met Chip Baker, he had it just published this book with you, uh, growing through your go through, and mm-hmm. um, and so uh, what I love about this is just how you all collaborated and and some of the things that you kind of left as. Challenges, you know, don't do this, mm-hmm. don't do that. Mm-hmm. Try to remember this, and uh, and one of the things that I've circled in here and just brought this out because I just I was like, oh yeah, I've got you on the line. <laughs> it was, you know, talking about failure, but also you know the recovery room. You don't, yes. you you just you don't die, don't yes. die in the recovery room. Yes, I just love that yes. concept because I've been in medical for all my life <laughs> in a profession. Yes. And so I think how many people are, are thinking about that? We say, don't take your dreams to the cemetery, but you know, yes. you can be in the middle of something that your heart desires. And, yes. and I think, you know, from your training, from your kind of prescription of relationships or having a relationship that's faith-based, right? That's mm-hmm. where it starts. And then you can begin mm-hmm. to kind of learn about yourself and your journey through that. Yes, it's so so powerful, especially this time. And I know many can relate. Many of us have been affected in one shape or another uh, by COVID. You know, we know that there's been many people who could not even see their loved ones um, go through their final transition. And there's a lot of trauma. Uh, we talk about the disease itself a lot of times, but we don't talk about the trauma and the effects. Kids that couldn't graduate. Um, people who I had a, a, several, two of my kids, I couldn't go to graduations. Mm-hmm. Um, people that I, that passed during COVID that I couldn't attend funeral, I couldn't go by their bedside. So that recovery room theory is so, so, I would like to use the term dope for lack of a better word, it's so powerful. Um, it's because the same room that somebody else dies in, in that recovery room, another person lives in. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh my gosh. And uh, that's such a power within the same room. Some people went in with, with testing positive for COVID. They, they didn't come out. Others went in and came out. 
And one of the things I learned about recovery rooms, you are assigned to a nurse and a staff that takes your vitals. They're doing everything for you. And one poem I wrote in another book, it's a poem that I probably have to send to you, Melanie, but it says, do not die in your recovery room. It goes back to my first point. You can't stop the storm, mm-hmm. but you can outlive it. If you can just outlive it, you know, crawl through it, cry through it, um, talk to somebody through it, you know, whatever, gripe through it. You know, we get to a point where people say, hey, stop complaining. Sometimes you have to complain through it. You know, mm-hmm. it's what, whatever it need, you need to do. If you can just keep that life. And the end of the poem says, you will run again. You will breathe again. You will see the flowers in June again. You will begin again, again. And so anybody listening right now, I'm saying that you can begin again. Um, because we see people who were diagnosed who come out. I've seen somebody who gets hit in the back, bumped in the back, and they lose their life. And I've seen a car that flipped over 10 times, and they walk away without a scratch. Mm-hmm. We can't control the situation. All we have to do is live and honor that day, day to day. That's so powerful. You know, so many people that are listening to this, especially now, and even after we finish this pandemic, you know, this is what I love about podcasting is it's forever. It'll be forever out there. <laughs> and yes. we'll say this stamp in time, right? We're we're being influenced by what's going on in our life today. And so that happens, uh, everything around us, you know, our situation and our perspective I guess is the message that I really want to drive home in people is so many things are equipping us to have perspective in our lives. And so, you know, when we look at our lives, we've been faith-based for many, 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 many years. And it wasn't just like we turned something on and said, okay, I need a solution because you have to really do the work. You got to, you got to really show up and really Mm -hmm. start to understand people and relationships and, um, and I think one of the big lessons, and I want to ask you about this, is, you know, it's it's been a challenge for me in, in accepting uh, the, the expectations that we put on other people sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and this whole concept of forgiveness and accepting, mm-hmm. you know, and, and really accepting people where they are, right? When they show up in your life, uh, mm-hmm. giving them grace to be able to show up where they are instead of where you expect them to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is amazing. Um, I think that the biggest thing is that you have to really understand when somebody shows up, that they show up with them. Um, and I think a lot of times we want to take the them that they're showing up as and make it about us. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing is just say, hey, I accept them for who they are. I accept you for who you are. And really mean it. We're like, hey, I accept you, but I want to change you. Can you take this off? Can you right. put this on? <laughs> Can you move over to the side? Can we do that? <laughs> I like you, but I'll marry you, but right? <laughs> right. Marry you, but the big butt. You know, mm-hmm. you got a big butt. You know, let's move it. Uh, <laughs> but it's the things that we put on, right? It's the perspective that we have. When we And you talk about the relationship architect. I mean, that's why I really wanted to ask you about this question because so many times we, we get into relationships, whatever it is, yeah. community, faith, uh, school, work, uh, just personal, right? And, and so we all come into this. And I think when we get back into the, our real life where we can be social again, it's how are we going to show up for other people? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
You know, one of the things that I would say, and I'll tell people in relationships and, and paying a part of them, is that you cannot be open and closed at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'll try it. I'll try to open a door and close at the same time. It's, a, it's an absolute disaster. It's very funny. Uh, and I remember the funny story. I was sitting there and trying to open this door one time. And I got, you know, I was just really being stubborn. And I locked myself out of the bathroom. <laughs> and I was embarrassed and, you know, all this other stuff. My, my wife is clowning me. <laughs> she was like, and I was determined to say, I'm going to get in this door. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get in this door tonight. I think it was about six hours. I ended up falling asleep. I could not pick the lock. I couldn't get in the door. Now, what if I would have just said, hey, humble myself at the time. I woke up in the morning, guess who opened the door? My wife did. <laughs> right. But my ego wouldn't let me get out of the way. My ego was like, I'm going to get in the door. She got in a couple of seconds. It took me an hour and a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Because I got so fixated on trying to prove a point mm-hmm. that I had lost focus. And so sometimes, man, when you try to inflict our will to other people, we end up locking ourselves out of the door of opportunity to have a great relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, and that just takes me to this, right? So, and I really wanted to ask you about this because of the circumstances that we're going through too. And it's just your perspective on when one door closes, mm-hmm. that other thing is just waiting for you on the other side. And I yes. experienced this a few years ago and had, you know, an eliminated position, which I'd never gone through before. It was devastating. It wasn't mm-hmm. um, as extreme as your story. But to me, it it made me have panic attack. It put me in the hospital. Mm-hmm. It put, you know, to me, mm-hmm. it was so, like, devastating because I had never experienced something like that. And I, and I didn't know where I fit and I didn't understand my value and I was, like, questioning mm-hmm. everything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, but when I think about that, what happened is with your journey – you, you took a whole different route with mine. I just said, okay, I know I, I don't want anybody else to ever put their own values. I'm never going to believe what they value because I really need mm-hmm. to show up and really step mm-hmm. into that door, open that up and look on that other side of what's waiting for me. I've been holding myself back. Mm. Mm. And then it all changed. Right. Then the purpose, the why was there, but the purpose driven why had to show up. Mm -hmm. It was the thing that was Mm -hmm. saying, you're giving permission now to do this. Mm -hmm. Wow. That is is so good. I I was reminded about a year ago um, where I felt just this confidence. I was on a job and I felt this confidence, you know, torn between your passion and, you know, what you really. We're born and doing what you have to do, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> to sustain. Mm-hmm. And I, I, ended up, I, I felt so clearly in my heart that God was like, yeah, you go ahead and jump out. And I jumped out and I did everything. And I mean, I lost almost everything financially. From the, it was like a while and I heard the naysayer saying, hey, see, you should have waited. And I was just getting very angry. And a lot of times we jump out of that boat, right? You know, we're like Peter. And, you know, we mm-hmm. see certain things happening. Like, we see you doing the great things. Can I come out? And we ask him to come out, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we expect the storm to stop. And one of the things I felt in my heart was like, you know, her in my spirit was like, you, you thought me telling you to come, right? <laughs> that the storm was going to stop. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to stop the storm. I was saying you trusted me. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, well, why do I lose all this stuff? 
Mm. <laughs> you know, if you would have told me this, I would have jumped out of losing all this stuff, right? Why but that's would I do the that? lesson, right? That's the lesson. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and he said, no, it was about the trust, not the stuff, because if you trust me, you get the stuff back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, and I realized within a year, he's restored all of the things that I thought I lost. But in the midst of that, I lost some fake friends. <laughs> I, I, I shook some people off my boat that mm-hmm. um, was kind of like dead weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I learned to value him more and then myself more and the positivity of the great relationships. And so it just, you know, we think a lot of times that, that the storm will stop when we move. But at the end of the day, when you, I love what you said, that purpose driven why comes out in the midst of those storms. And then now I look back and say, okay, I see what you were doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't like the editing you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't like how you changed my whole cover. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm better for it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think anytime you experience that, you know, even if people that are listening say, well, I don't know that I've had that yet, you probably have. You just mm-hmm. you just really mm-hmm. haven't taken it upon yourself to be very intentional about what that experience did to you. And, and so it's so important, mm-hmm. you know, it's so important that we really tune in to, to what our purpose is. And, and it's always, I tell so many of my clients is it's right in front of you. <laughs> right. It's your right gift. There. It's your gift. It's what people come to say, Oh, I need, I need advice on this, or I, I need you to help me with this. Right. That's the thing yeah. that, uh, that if you could do it 27 hours a day, that's yes. what you're supposed to be doing and bringing joy. And, and it's okay. You get permission. We're giving you permission. Both of us, we're giving you yes. permission <laughs> to have <laughs> joy, to, to bring joy into your life. Yes. Mm. Yeah, and this is the thing. You know, those who are listening, really let yourself off the hook. Because sometimes we, you really don't know that you're making history or history has been made until you stop. Right. And look, because we're on the go with society, with life. And, and like you were saying, Melanie, some people have had that that experience, but you've been so busy. Yeah. We, a lot of times we can't see all the great things underneath the surface that's really going on. And because of the weird feel, because it doesn't feel that great once you're going through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look back at it, you realize, man, it's like going to the chiropractor. Oh, man, that popping, I, I got adjusted. <laughs> and so from that standpoint, like, oh, okay, I didn't know I had all that going on. <laughs> well, I hope through this this time, you know, these last few months, I'm hoping that well, what I feel is a lot of people are reconnecting to their families. They are deepening their mm-hmm. relationships. They are really putting their life in perspective. And and I, I've, I feel like there's kind of a turning point happening because, you know, like like we've talked, there's many people in the last month that have just said, I'm done. And I'm going to have to decide what I'm going to do next and change this because I can't live in this depression of existence, yes. right? I'm not going to go through the mm-hmm. rest of 2020 just feeling like I, I can't leave my house. <laughs> so <laughs> we got to figure it out together. Yes. Yep. Oh, Dr. Reed, oh, I just, I absolutely love everything about your journey and and what you've taught us today. And the, how, how can... All of our listeners, um, you've got many, many books. Your website, uh, how can we connect to you? Yes, if you can go to www.go, the word go, relationshiparchitect.com, 
And or you could just put in Doc Dollar T Reed and you know, everything will pop up. The relationship architect is the the framework of which uh, we embody our work. And so if you put in the relationship architect, Dr. Oliver T. Reed, you know, all social media platforms reach us. That's wonderful. Well, I hope you'll come back to the 2021 Leadership Summit in Indianapolis. I'm counting on I'm, you. I'm ready. I'm like, can, can I go now? Like, <laughs> I, I would give anything to go back to, what was it, February? Yeah, uh, February 29th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like yesterday in a lot of ways. No, I, yes. yeah, I'm inviting you to come uh, with Chip Baker. He said he's coming back too. So I would love to have the both of you uh, just really pour into everybody at the conference. It's just it's so wonderful, you know, when you have a God-driven purpose and you know yes. that that is what's changing your world. And this year I have really started the theme of everyday leaders change the mm. world. And I, I yes. believe that from my soul I believe my guests have the ability to do that and change the world that in your in your area mm-hmm. that then affects everybody else um, that you touch. And you've touched my heart in so many ways. So I want Likewise. just really to thank you, um, really thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming and sharing your story and just inspiring us tonight. Well, thank you so, Melanie, um, so much. I really thank God for you, and I, I thank you for your platform. It's such an inspiring platform, and uh, I'm grateful for the day that Chip uh, introduced us, and I'm, I was so blessed uh, to be at that leadership conference. And, uh, if you're listening, you don't want to miss it. Uh, it changed my life, the connections, the stories alone in the fellowship changed my life forever, and I really don't say that lightly. Thank you for what you do. Oh, thank you. All right, you've heard it here. Mark your calendars, 2021. Dr. Oliver T. Reed will be at the Leadership Conference. I can't wait. Yes, I can't wait either. (laughs) Are we there yet? Yeah. (laughs) All right, everybody that's listening to this, now make a plan, do one of those tasks, go out and change your world, and because you can do it, and we're here to support you. So thank you for listening, and thank you so much, Dr. Reed, for joining us tonight. Thank you as well. Had a blast. Thanks. Mm -hmm. This has been a Joe Studios production.